Welcome to Addicted to Triathlon. Whether you've been doing triathlons for years or you want to do your first one and don't know how to start, listen to our podcast, read our articles, check out our videos, and ask us questions. We would love to be a part of your journey and become addicted to triathlon. Hey, welcome to our next episode of... Addicted to Triathlon. Episode number four. This one's going to be about what? Poor already. Yeah. Running. Running. It's the best. It. Yeah. Okay. It's the best, best feeling that you'll ever have. (laughs) Okay. Since you like to run, you can talk. Go ahead. Yes. So what's your favorite run? My favorite run? Well, I mean, there's... How many different runs are there? I like the sleeping run where I sleep <laughs> and think about running. That's the best. Yeah, there's a long run with his uh, uh, LSR, long, long slow. slow run. Uh-huh. There's a tempo run, which is we'll have to explain in more detail. And a track run with interview interviews, <laughs> intervals. Okay, so I like the long, slow run because... So boring. They're slow, so I don't have to go fast. And you can, like, look at scenery like I did today. This is where you increase your distance. Yes. With that. I did a seven-mile and um, did a little scenic little, what do you call it? Yeah, you took a little horse, A horseshoe. Run through some scenic <laughs> area. Yeah, I saw that on your map Yeah, when you were running. So the long, slow run definitely... You're going to keep your heart rate low. You're doing it so you can increase your mileage. Some people would tend to call it junk mileage, but I think if you are out there running and you're actually increasing your distance, that's not junk mileage. So it's basically, it's called endurance, like how long you can last. Yes. How long you can endure running for an hour and a half. Or whatever. How long you can handle an hour and a half without... Like well, I mean, you can drink and stuff your water and Gatorade. So how how often do you schedule these? The weekends. So not on a weekday. You wouldn't go in the morning and go to work. <laughs> right, because you'd be you'd be sore or wiped out or very tired just mm-hmm. because it is long. Just because it's slow doesn't mean you're not depleting your reserves. So it's usually a weekend run. Early in the morning, so you can get yeah get the done. mornings. Um, although I do them in the afternoons, which is kind of hot. Okay, what's the other one? Tempo run. Tempo run. That's my favorite. And what is that? Do you know what a tempo run actually is? So you, well, I wish you could just run fast all the way, but tempo run is you like start going really slow, like I don't know who whatever your slow is. And then you work up to getting faster and faster and faster, but like, but what's the, what's the perfect number you would go up to? It's whatever your lactic acid threshold is. That's a big set of numbers where your heart rate, um, so your heart rate. So you got to do a lactic acid test run. But yeah, if you have like a smartwatch, it'll tell you what your lactic acid threshold is. It's the heart rate that you can have, um, in an hour where the amount of lactic acid that you build up in your muscles, you actually wash away um, as opposed to having it um, stagnate in your muscle and you get really sore. 
So that's what your lactic acid threshold is. So if um, you have a lactic acid threshold, say at 160 beats per minute, that means at that heart rate, whatever lactic acid you build up in your muscles, you can clear in during that time. If you go over that, that means you're going to be really sore the next day because you're going to have a lot of lactic acid built up. That's what that tempo run is for. Yeah. So you're like right on the line trying to run as fast as you can without going over and um, getting really sore. Yeah. So like, for example, like I think mine's like over 150, uh -huh. my lactic. So if I went over my heart rate of 150, I would be sore. Yes. Or Your leg long. would be burning. You'd be having a hard time walking upstairs. I'm bleeding too. Yeah. Yeah, this, while you're doing it. Yes. Okay, what's the other one? The other run? Yeah. The track run, um, which it helps you lose weight. Yes. Um, well, I guess some people. Intervals, you do like, they're called fart licks. You can do fart licks. And this those are called, word. I know, and those are like, um, you do like 100s and then 200s and then 300s. Where you do one hundred and then walk, two hundred walk, three hundred walk, four hundred walk. Those are ladders. Oh, because you're because you're going one, two, three. Farlex is a uh, a specific interval where you're trying to hit a specific time. So it's um, playing around with the speeds. It's a form of unstructured speed work. It's a continuous run in which periods of running are mixed with periods of easy. Right, so intervals or high-intensity intervals it's, training. It's a Swedish term. Yes. Yay. From fartlek, yes. Yeah, which I'm... You're Swedish. Kind of, sort of. Which means a speed play. Yes, that's what's... It's that. a form of interval and speed training that can be effective in improving your run speed and endurance. So we do that on the track usually. Um, we start off with what's called ladders, like um, Caitlin was saying. So you'll walk 100. Um, well, first you'll do a warm-up. Well, this... Oh, go ahead. First you'll do a warm-up, and then you can walk 100, and then run 100 at a moderate speed. Then you'll walk a 200, or half a track length, and then run 200. <clears throat> then you do 300, same thing, 400, and then go back 400, 300, 200, 100, and then another cool-down. So that's kind of similar to... I mean, fartlek is F-A-R-T-L-E-K. Yes, so it's kind of like, this kind of like a fart lick. Yes. So fart lick. Because um, you're playing around with your speed. Yes. Yeah, so a 30, 30 second fast, 30 second slow, 30 second fast, 30 second slow. Then you go to one minute fast, one minute slow, two minute fast, one minute slow. Right. So we do a modified fart lick when we do our ladders. And so the purpose of those is trying to figure out what it actually means to go fast without doing it at a long time and you can measure and you can measure it so for example what i use what i use it for is during my regular my long slow runs or my tempo runs i don't really run that fast so i can just know if i'm in a race that i i can finish and increase my speed at the end john doesn't have the best knees he's had like seven surgeries right but so like, for example, um, half a mile from the finish, I know I can increase my speed to a certain speed 
and finish and I'll die at the end. But I'll know I can make it all the way for a half a mile because I've done the track training. I know that at some points something will happen and I need to sprint past somebody or go fast past someone and I'll know I'll be able to do it because I've done it on the track. I've practiced it. You can also work on your form, which will help increase. And as you do these week by week by week, you will actually, you can actually get faster because you have different speed levels. Just like when you're driving a car on the highway, you'll be driving a certain speed. When you're trying to pass someone on the highway, you increase your speed and pass them. And then you slow um, down. And you can slow down. So if you, if you only run at one speed, then you're not going to know when it's time you actually need to go fast. And then also your body gets used to one speed if you wanted to lose weight. Yeah. Your body gets used to one speed. Then you're not going to lose weight. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, instead of me doing weights, like I I um, move my body a little faster and then it burns a little fat. Yeah. It burns fat. More fat. Yeah. Okay. So, these are different ways to run and train for running. So usually do these once a week. So that means a long, slow run is one day. A tempo That would run. be like a Saturday. Yeah, a tempo run in it's like on a Wednesday. And it's no a Tuesday. And it's it's not as long. It's about half the distance, but you're running faster. And then your track workout is another day. So that's three times a week where you can work on these different running things. Why is it important to do all these different running things? Why? I mean, it tests your, it tests your body. I mean, like the long run is endurance. The tempo run is, I don't know, the tempo. Working at your high-end high speed with your lactic acid, right? Yeah. So you know how, how you can run for the an track hour. run measures of your, how fast you can speed at a quick snap. Yeah. Like to snap quick and then slow down. Okay, so so yeah, it's the and it's running is like the last leg of the triathlon. Okay, so we don't want to be Which going is off. So awesome! We don't want to be getting off the bike and sprinting for three miles or six miles or half a marathon. Once I get out of the swim, I'm like, right, this the race is on. Because <laughs> you do the bike, but then when you get on the run, that's your part. That's the part you like. Yeah. And then when I get on the run, I'm like, oh, here's the run. It's <laughs> like it's like you're on land. You're not you're not riding a bike. You're not swimming in a lake. You're just on your feet. It's the safest part. It's the safest part. Yes. Yeah. You're not going to drown. You're not going to get hit by <laughs> a car or crash. crash. Yeah. Okay. So. And John always says, "Don't spend all your pe pennies, Kate." Okay, so it is the last leg of the triathlon. So yes, I don't spend don't spend all your pennies because I like to bike ride. So I have a tendency to go really hard on the bike, and then I have nothing left for the run. So I spend all my pennies on the bike. Yeah, that I've got. I've only got a dollar's worth of pennies. <laughs> I've spent twenty pennies on the swim, and if I spend eighty pennies on the run, I'm done. I'm cooked. So. That's a, a saying, don't spend all your pennies. Yeah. Um, make sure you save enough for the run. So um, it is. So don't go too hard on the swim. Don't go too hard on the run. I mean, the bike. Then you'll have stuff left over for the run. Okay, so what about run walks? Run walk is for like 
people that are just beginning their very first, like, for beginner, beginner triathlons. Do you think that? Or people that are, like, um, that aren't really runners, but they're, like, swimmers and bikers. Yeah, you remember my... You remember <laughs> my? they're not runners. You remember my first half Ironman? I went up to these people, and they had their watch set for two minutes. I think it was two minute, one minute. They would run for two minutes and walk for one minute. They're probably pretty fast. And they were passing me. I would pass them because I was just, you know. Yeah, these fast walkers, they're like, could be faster than a runner. Yeah, I do what's called a truffle shuffle when I run. <laughs> truffle shuffle. Which means I just kind of move along. And um, so they kept passing me on the run. And they ended up finishing before me because they kept passing me and passing me and passing me. So if that works for you, run walks, do it. Yeah. Because overall... If you have a bad knee or bad hip, bad back... Maybe that's what I should do, run walks. I know. Okay, so now... Whatever works, just to get you through. Or if you have stomach GI issues... Oh, definitely. That's a good time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, if your heart rate spikes and it's just over, way over where you're normally running, yeah, stop and walk. I mean, at least you're still moving. Yeah, I, I was noticing when we were doing our um, track workout the other day, um, and I was trying to run during the the walk part. Mm -hmm. um, I had to stop and actually walk, and I'd look at my watch, and I was over my threshold, mm -hmm. my anaerobic, my uh, my tempo run threshold. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, look at that! It automatically makes me stop because I have to stop. I can't keep it going." Yeah. So. That's something that uh, your body will tell you when it's time to not go as hard. and you. Or if you're like too hot, some of these triathlons are like way too hot. Oh, that's a good point. You didn't, yeah. write, you didn't write it down here yeah. in our notes. but um, Like the Texas, the big Texas half Ironman here in Texas or any. Any summer. Summer triathlon. When you're, you can be running over the winter and you'll feel really good. Yeah. But once the heat hits. The summer. You will be, down. you will be slow. You will think that you're. There's something wrong with you. Because you're not running as fast as you normally, yeah. normally do. So. That's a big, big deal. It's, we call it the heat monster. And you, and yeah. And you would think, you think, oh, I'm just slowing down. There's something wrong with me. No, you have to acclimate to the weather. Yeah. So. And my watch, I just got a new watch. It says you're acclimated to the heat. All right. You have to train for that. <laughs> yeah. So, but I haven't trained very much. So if you train during the winter and then your first big race is and it's hot, you're not going to run as fast. So don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Just uh, follow your heart rate. Yeah. The acclimation definitely is a big change. So zone two training yeah, zone two. I'll let That's you. where you should do when you're, especially when you're doing your LSR, your long, slow run. You should be in what's called zone two. This is a level it's so boring where you can, you should be able to carry a conversation with someone if you're running with them. Um, your heart rate. You is, could also lose weight. Yes, you can. Um, you can you carry a conversation with someone. Um, your heart rate is not so high where you're huffing and puffing and um, you're generating lactic acid a good guide is usually 180 minus your age times 0.8 or 80 percent that gives you your upper end of your heart rate so for me 
Um, zone two, uh, my at 58, I top out at 130 um, beats per minute. Um, at 70% is the low end, and so that's 113. So when I do my LSRs, I should focus on doing 113 to 130. This is John. I'm going to interrupt myself. That formula is 220 minus your age times 0.8 and 0.7. Now back to the show. And let me tell you, that's hard to do. You have to force yourself to do it because it's really boring. Sometimes you have to walk. Um, you can also find a long downhill stretch where you can do that and um, your heart rate will be lower. But that's uh, that's really hard for people to do because they want to go faster. They just want to go faster. Um, mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's zone two training. You should do a majority. Of so what's training. the reason that they do zone two training? Um, so one, you don't wear out. You don't get lactic acid. Yeah. You don't wear out your body. It is boring. And then that's the one where you learn to build your endurance. Because if you can do a race in zone two, because you build up enough endurance where you can go faster and faster and faster and your heart rate stays low, that's the range where you would want to do races at. And then towards the end or at certain spots where you go into your zone three type or tempo run um, type training. So zone two is where you can build up your most endurance. So would you go on, would you go on flats? Would you go on hills? Um, If it's zone two, it depends on where you live. Because obviously if you're running uphill, your heart rate's going to spike. Yeah. Or if if it's hot. Or if it's hot, your heart rate's going to spike. Or if you don't have enough water. Or if you're feeling pain. Yep. These things will contribute to higher heart rate. But as you acclimate to the weather, acclimate to your training. Your body, you lose weight. You adjust. Then your zone two will be a lot easier. So like my seven miles, I was on mile five today. I started feeling my muscles in my thighs, hips. Yeah, we didn't look at your heart rates when you're running today. I know. And I'm sure all that spikes your heart rate. So the heat. Yep. Pain. Yep. Spikes your heart rate. Yep. Hills. Hills. Uh, I, you don't have enough water. Because you don't have enough food. Because you finished going uphill. Uh huh. So let's see. Kaylin's looking at her run <laughs> run numbers for today. Yeah. It doesn't say your average heart rate. Well, my average heart rate, average speed, average pace, average heart rate, heart rate one thirty four to one forty six, which is your zone two. Is 120 to 137. So what'd you say it was? My average, my average, um, where did I read it? What did I just say? 134 to 146. 134 to 146. So you're a little on the high end, but 134 is on the low end. It's in zone two. Yeah, between zone zone two and three. Zone three. So you ran a little too hard today. Well, it was, it was really hot. And it was hot. Yes. And the humidity was very high. Oh, let's talk about that. Um, what's the, uh, I don't think it says it on there. The, um, what's that magic number that we look at? The cadence? No. The power? The training effect? The temperature, the dew point. Doesn't oh. have it on there, does it? No. Okay. One thing that will affect your running is the dew point temperature, which means how much? Like 70. 73, 74. Is, is the amount of 
um, moisture that's in the water, the higher it is, the harder it is to breathe because there's too much water in the air. Um, so that will affect you as well. So if you can run at a time where it's below 73 or 74. Like in the mornings. Percent humidity. Or at night. I like running at night in the dark. Well, sometimes girls can't. I know. That's true. But that's um, that's something to look at too. Because it's hard, just harder to breathe. Yeah. So then it'll spike your heart rate. Yeah. There's a lot of things that can spike your heart rate. Yeah. What about runner's high? Does that spike your heart rate? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you you get with the runner's high, you feel euphoria. You feel happy. You feel... You're getting endorphins. Endorphins. You start running faster. I run a little faster with my music. Music always makes you run a little faster. That's true. But in a triathlon, you can't use your music. Nope. But in the training, I use my music, and you get the runner's high, and you start running faster, and you feel awesome. Yeah, and as, as you do get closer to the race, we, we stopped the music altogether, because you need to listen to your body. But yeah. anyway, your runner's high. Caitlin gets it all the time. I rarely get it. I get it like between two miles and three miles. I get it when I'm at four miles or five miles when I do get it, but usually I don't get it. I get it on the bike, though. <laughs> I get it on the bike. And um, so what does it feel like? I mean, you just feel like happiness. You feel this is easy. You feel I've got it. Okay. Right? Yeah. You don't feel like you're breathing hard. You feel good. You just feel like you're in the zone. Yeah. You're getting that endorphin rush. Uh-huh. But some people say they don't even get it. Yeah. I don't really get it on the run. I do sometimes. I don't ever get it on the swim. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't been swimming long enough yet. Well, I've been swimming the thousands. Yeah, you guys swim longer. The um, the accessories, which is like you need to run with some loose clothing. Well, no, not really loose. Well, you can use your triathlon kit, which is your cycling shorts. Well, some people don't know what that means. And um, tank top or... The triathlon clothing is usually pretty tight because you swim it. But it's but it's comfortable. It's like yes, it's stretch. stretch. Yes. But I've seen some people use like cotton. Oh yeah. <laughs> cotton like, when if all you're doing is running, cotton is okay, but not in humid climates. I'll usually run in a tank top um, that's loose um, if I'm just gonna run. And I think one triathlon I switched from my my top to a a tank top just to make it looser because mm -hmm. um, it was hot. Or sometimes, like, if you wear the wrong clothing, you can get rub marks. Oh, yeah, definitely. Rub marks. Yeah. That's a little fun. Then you got to use that camis. Camis. The, the chamois. Chamois butter. Yeah, the um, lubricant. can mm -hmm. use that all over. Not just, not just in your undercarriage like we talked about <laughs> in the bike. Like between, like, on your legs. And under, thighs. and under where your your heart rate monitor strap is. Yes, because that rubs. Um, foot pods is one thing you can get. You don't have to, but you can get it. It gives you extra numbers to look at. Um, one is left right balance, which is what I use. It's kind of cool. Since I've used, since I've had the surgeries, I definitely favor one leg over the other. So I try to work at it, and that's what I use. My my foot pod will tell me what my balance is. So when I'm way off, like 30, 70, 
Um, I know I need to work on that. The another thing, your heart rate monitor, which we already talked about, that is something good to look at. Um, because that'll tell you your heart rate zones, your shoes, running shoes. Why don't you talk about running shoes? So the best place to go is Academy. <laughs> okay. No. That's where we get our shoes. Everyone has their preferences and shoe brands. Like I use Brooks. Right. Like a some people prefer like flats, like flat shoes. Some people prefer the real cushion shoes with the what what's that brand? Not Brooks. Hoka. Hoka's H O K A's. Uh-huh. Those are really, really cushions. Right. Or like, Brooks, even Brooks is cushion. Um, Nike Freeze, they have zero, it's called zero drop, which means the heel and the toe are at the same level, and there's minimal cushioning. Or the the Hoka's or the Brooks, they like push your... They have a positive drop, so they like push, push you forward. forward. Yeah, it just depends. You can go to your local running shoes or running um, shoe store. Because they might have a treadmill and they can check your gait to see if you're pronation, you're... So, I mean, yeah, buying on Amazon always isn't always... But once you, once you figure out the kind of shoes you need, then you can buy two of the same kind or you can buy, uh, you know, keep going online and you can keep buying them. Like I had those Nike shoes that I kept... Skechers? No, oh. they were Nikes. And I really liked those, and they were really good. They were zero-drop shoes, minimal padding, and then I had to start going on eBay and trying to find them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because those were the best shoes for mm -hmm. me. Um, now I'm on Brooks for now. I'm also orthotics. If you have, like, arch problems. Or the heel, what is it? Yeah, the, Where your heel hurts? Yeah, plantar fasciitis. We both had that. That's, That's so far. Yeah. So you can get orthotics for that, which, um, again, at your running shoe You can store. just type in orthotics. But um, you want to be fitted properly for those. You just don't buy them because otherwise it could make it worse. Then you have to go get surgery, and it's a big ordeal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't need that. Okay, when do you like to work out, Caitlin? You already said this. The mornings are the best. For your the, the sun is just beginning to, to spike. To spike? To spike, to rise. <laughs> it's quiet. Everyone's sleeping. There's no cars. No one bothering you. No one's out. Everyone's sleeping. Is that what it was like this morning when you went? Yes. I was still sleeping? It was nice. It was so nice. It was nice? It was nice. It was shady. Quiet, cool. Quiet, cool. No cars bothering you. Well, just so you know, I had a good time sleeping. Yes, I had a great time in my quiet. And like, I mean, that's that's my best time to just have my time is to run. Remember because in uh, Houston, it would get so hot in the summer that we would go out running at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and we have a little light. I mean, we should go do that again. And, and we would take the kids with us and yes. we'd go do our little three-mile route. Yeah. And we go running at night. Yeah, we should go do that one time. Yeah, when I was in Tucson, that's what I used to do. I'd mm -hmm. wait till 10 o'clock. It's cool. Yes. And then you'd go run. And that's just the extra time for me to stay up late because I don't stay up late. So. No, because you're in bed at 730. <laughs> yeah. So that's just an extra time. I mean, running wakes me up. Yeah. So like, that's why I like to run in the mornings because then I'm up and awake, ready to 
to go to work or ready for the day. Running makes me want to go to bed. <laughs> but if I ran at nine, I would be ready to party. <laughs> okay, one of the things in triathlon, since it is three sports, swim, bike, and run, is you will notice that when you get off your bike, your legs will not know what to do. They will yeah. feel really weak. Heavy. You feel fat. You feel, <laughs> you feel heavy. You feel like you have a bunch of weights on you. Yeah, because you've been on the bike for however been much swimming. time. And then you go and you try to run and your legs are not in the best running form because it's still in bike form. Yeah, you're just throwing your body forward and just trying to go forward. So how do you deal with that? You just run. We just start running. You just... You take a drink of your Gatorade and try to just go. Right. Well, just trying to reach that finish. There's this training that you can do. It's called the brick. Yes. And it's called bike ride and ick because running is ick. Biking. <laughs> bike ride ick. <laughs> <laughs> running is not ick. So you practice. You can go bike Like ride. a 30 minute bike ride. And then in the 30 minute run. Yeah. You don't even have to go that far on the run. You just need to. Um, get off the bike and then run till you can till, till you get to running form. Yes. The more you do it, the less time it'll take when you're actually in a race. Mm -hmm. So you get off your bike, you're in transition, and you start running. You can lessen that time where your legs just don't know what to do. So we do this training usually more towards when it's coming closer to the race, like the like the week before. Mm -hmm. um, but you do it periodically. Um, it's just to get your, your legs used to going from a circular motion on a bike to the running form that, that you've developed. So, But also during the, during the run, which people, beginners don't know about, there's more people cheering for you. Yeah. Um, the bike, you're going way far out. You're out by yourself. It's all by yourself except your other fellow riders. But in the run, they put routes where it's people cheering for you and it's more uplifting. And sometimes they have music going or yep. bands or it's really exciting. So then you'll t have a tendency to just want to run fast there too. Yeah. Because you want to show off for everybody. But if you run too fast at the way early, then you're going to be way tired and you're going to cramp. So you got to kind of spread your excitement and your endurance out. That's a good point right there. Yeah. Because yeah, the whole thing in triathlon, again, spending your pennies. Because you can spend all but, you know, you have a dollar's worth of pennies. You have 100 pennies. You've spent 80 of them, and now you're on the run. And then everyone's cheering you on at the beginning. And, and you're so excited. And you spend 10 in the first half mile. That means you only have 10 for the yeah. rest, rest of it. Yeah. That doesn't work. So, so you've got to have control of and yourself. And like on like a beginner sprint triathlon, they have like a drinks, whatever, a drink stand every mile. Yes, to refuel. And and it's not margaritas. It's like water and Gatorade or water. Yeah, that'd be um, interesting. So it's good to train with water or Gatorade or half water, half Gatorade together. Yeah, what I like to do through those aid station is... And we use Gatorade Endurance. It's not a commercial. <laughs> You've used it once, and you're just like making it like it. That's our... 
our thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So what I like to do, I walk. Train with you it. could walk through the aid station. Which I do. Grab the water. I can't throw, drink with water. Grab two cups of the water it's that they have. It's spill all over you. And throw it on your head yeah. and on the back of your neck to cool you off. Yes, because that's the best place. For- or you can also throw it in the front of your jersey, down the front of your shirt. Cool. Um, and, and for guys, if there's ice, <laughs> you open your shorts and you throw it in your package. <laughs> that will cool you off instantly. Um, and then you, then you finish it up with a, with a performance drink. Gatorade. Some some place, places have, um, what's that? What's that? Uh, g- gives you wings? Oh, Red Bull. I have haven't tried Bull. that. Some of them That's have, with the longer. Yes, yeah, some of them have Coke. So if you're cramping, go drink a Coke. But once you start drinking the Coke, you have to keep drinking that the Coke. Coke. When you drink it and you're and you're bonking, it's the best. Yes, you're instantly well within like five ten minutes. You're good. Before that, you're like good. Yes. So am I. <laughs> so um yeah so aid stations um you have to practice that too so have a table in front of your house and go do a run and come by and. Grab some little cups of water, walk through it, run through it. If you are going to try to run through it and try to drink it, squish your cup so it makes a little funnel. That still doesn't work. And then just throw it in your in your mouth, as big as mouth as you can get, and just try to swallow I still make a mess. That's fine. because It, like, goes all over me. Well, that's fine, because if you miss, then you're cooling yourself off. <laughs> and then you have the Gatorade sugar on you. No, that's the water part. <laughs> So the water part, yeah. If there's ice, you put it under your hat. You just anything you can to cool you off, especially on the hot, hot uh, races. Uh huh. Anything else? As far as running, I think that's it for this this episode for running. Yeah, this was a great episode. Of course, because it's running. It's the greatest run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a (laughs) necessary evil. Yeah. The triathlon. Yeah. So our website is, if you guys ever want to go check it out, it's um, addicted to triathlon.com with the number two for two. Two. Someone else has the other one. It's not T-O. It's addicted to, yeah. Number two, triathlon.com. And my email is kate at addicted to triathlon.com. How do you spell Kate? Kate at. How do you spell it? That's easy. K-A-T-E. Oh, I'm just making sure, because, you know. And John, J-O-H-N, at AddictedToTriathlon.com. All right. Or our dog. Sammy. <laughs> he doesn't have an email, because he, no, he has no thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's all we got? All right. Stay addicted. All right, thanks. And just try. Bye. Bye. Bye.